This is The Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. It's episode 11. No late night pampering here. I like gentrification because we get a nice pub and a few nice cafes. But I mean, I really do. We like to be able to wander down and find somewhere with nice food that's not just deep fried. So by and large, I'll say Forest Gate's become more pluralistic. It's found a kind of middle-class face on the high street, which which was lacking, you know, definitely lacking. You know, when it's when it's chicken shops and pound stores and betting shops, yeah, you know, that's just not representative of everyone living in the area. Well, hello and welcome to episode eleven, isn't it? Hello, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Tom's back. I'm back. Uh, sorry about that monstrosity you had to hear last episode. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, here's the ice cream man. The ice cream man has arrived. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mick had some very kind words to say about my presenting skills. You didn't, as I hear. Well, he, he was a bit deaf. But, yeah. <laughs> um, did you miss me? No. No, I'm, well, I'm sort of asking the listeners, but they're not going to answer, are they? Or no, tweet. No. <laughs> um, well, it's election special. Um, we assumed you hadn't heard enough about June the 8th. Um, David Dimbleby uh, didn't respond to our request to present this episode. Can't, can't think why. But uh, Theresa May and JC are currently hiding in their battle buses after the thought of being invited to another leadership debate. So I'm afraid you're stuck with Gary and myself talking about stuff, really. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, Mick did the Theresa May route and called the election special and uh, has ducked the debate. He has he's, indeed. He's doing a solo episode in uh, 2015. No, 2015, that's gone, isn't it? That is a long time ago. <laughs> two, two years ago. That's the last election. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, the 2015 Scottish referendum. Yes. Then last year we had the EU no, yeah, that, that no. was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a rubbish <laughs> one. Didn't like that one. No, it was 2015 was the... the no, 2014 was the Scottish referendum. 2015 was the election. 2016 EU, and then we're back to the referendum. No, election. Next year's going to be thing. the Scottish referendum again. So, um, What were we expecting in this episode? Anything exciting? Well, what, we, what about we, elections? Is we've there... got loads of stuff about elections. Um, not... We've got a chat with a guy who inspired a bit of a, a jokey segment last episode, mm. uh, John Walker from the E7 Now and Then oh, website, yeah. who's giving us a rundown of our sort of great and the glorious MPs we've had throughout history. Well, uh, what's happened since? <sighs> okay, so we've got that. We've also got a uh, chat with uh, the Forest Gate Festival. Yes, uh, part one uh, of two, I believe. I say with the Forest Gate Festival. I've personified the whole thing there. It's Mary Igo. Uh, who's a uh, part of the committee, and also uh, something else we got. We the... got a little bit from PC Toby March <laughs> talking about. Well, it's part of a longer interview uh, which will appear next episode. Uh, but this time he's talking about looking after polling stations. Fantastic! So another little election link there. Yeah. So we better crack on. Yeah, let's crack on. Today I'm talking to John Walker from E7 Now and Then. Hello, John. Hello, the mockery. Nice to be here. We're talking about the election, the upcoming election, June the 8th, uh, a little bit this month, and what happens around it. But we thought we'd have a look back at some of the MPs we've had in the past, and you seemed a good person to talk to. As, as, as far as local representation is concerned, it wasn't until the 1880s that Forest Gate could really claim to have his own MP. The first one was a local soap manufacturer, Edward Cook. Uh, he was elected in 1885, but his bubble soon burst. He was replaced a year later by a Conservative that he'd previously beaten, one Forrest Fulton. 
And that was the start of almost 30 years of yo-yo politics between the two then main parties. So Forrest Fulton, um, connection to Forrest Gate there, Mr Forrest, uh, Mr Fulton. What did he do? How long was he around? Well, he, he was around for six years. This was a time when people were very deferential to MPs. And at the end of his six years, he was described as having made no particular mark. So, not a great start locally. We had a one-year wonder in Edward Cook and a six-year no-particular-marker. So he disappeared. Anyone of interest after that? 1892, exciting times in Newham. Keir Harley was elected in the south of the borough to become effectively the country's first Labour MP. We got Archibald Grove, who was hardly a household name, even in his own household. He was a Liberal, but after three years he'd gone. The pendulum swung. Fickle local voters switched party allegiance again and elected another Tory, Ernest Gray. He was an interesting guy. He was an MP here for 11 years until the great Liberal election victory in 1906. He was author of a number of books on education, but perhaps surprisingly for a Conservative, he was for a while President of the National Union of Teachers. So, yeah, he came, he went. Was he around for long? Well, he was there 11 years and made a bit of a mark, and he was replaced by probably the MP locally and made most mark on the national stage, a, a Liberal called Charles Masterman. He was a social reformer and very, very much associated with the 1911 Act of Parliament. Sounds a bit dull, but that was the act that effectively laid the foundations for today's welfare state. Good man and pretty apt at the moment given the NHS discussions that are going on. Who's up after him? The next one had the splendid name of the Baron de Forest. He was a Liberal, represented the area until the end of the First World War. His full titled name and surviving photos of him, mainly in a top hat and tail, it suggests he was a bit of a toff. Maybe he was, but he was a Liberal and a very committed anti-war internationalist. My name's Eleanor Pierce. I'm from the Mini Artists of E7 group. You're listening to The Mockery. <laughs> right, that was uh, John Walker from E7 Now and Then uh, with part one of his uh, retrospective look back at our great and good MPs from the past. Lovely. Part two is later in the episode. Okay, so coming up now we have uh, Mary Igo from uh, the Forest Gate Festival committee is the word. It's just a Festival slight seizure then. Uh, so that's uh, coming up very soon. I do apologise about the sound of the screaming kids in the background. Uh, sound like someone's been murdered, so we've got them to look forward to. But um, that's the joy of urban recording. And we've got a bird tweeping in the... Tweeping? Tweeting. Tweeting, tweeting in the background. Can't speak today, but... Tweet, uh, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Right, Mary, where are you? Hi, my name's Mary Igo, and I have been in Forest Gate probably, well, I, for about 40 years. I came as a student, wandered off for a while, and then bought a house here about 30 years ago. Uh, the festival committee is a very loose um, group, so we just pitch in and, and do what needs doing. Somebody in, is in charge of finances, and we have somebody in charge of entertainment, but really we, we just do what needs doing. It's a... Mm -hmm. a you know, an organic group, really. And um, I tend to do getting licences and road closures and insurance and boring stuff like that. Recently retired, so I've got a bit more time than others, so... 
And so how long has the festival been running now? Started in the year 2000, so unbelievably it's... That's a long time, it's, isn't it? It's going to be the 18th. 18. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's what's great. Isn't oh, yeah, very um, good. And we haven't missed a year. So it used to be commissioned by the council. Was there any reason they stopped supporting it? When it first started, it was something called a single regeneration budget years and years ago. And then there was various things that succeeded that and um, and we were financed by them, at least half the finances. And then last year, um, it all dried up. My understanding is that the, you know, there was a big cut in the council budgets. They were talking about saving 50 million, and they did some kind of consultation with people, and people said they, they didn't want community events, which seems very odd to me. But I think we get a very small mm. amount through. Let's get the party started. But um, yeah, we're sort of on our own now, raising money. It costs about seven thousand. All in all, we make about a thousand from the stalls. We get some funding from Swan Housing and some funding from the local space. They do those lovely t-shirts that the children jump around the street in. And little bits from local businesses uh, for advertising. And then we need to make about three grand. And we're, we're doing that by crowdfunding. Uh, it's Saturday, the 15th of July as usual, on Osborne Road, and it'll be from 11 to 6.30. We always need volunteers. We need volunteers to help before the festival um, with the organising, and we especially need volunteers to be stewards on the day. So how do people get in touch if they want to do that? There's a Forestgate website, uh, www.forestgatefestival.com, um, and on there there is a button that says get involved I think. If you explore that website there's a place to make donations and a place to um, get in touch if you want to volunteer. Well if you would like to donate to the festival please visit the website at forestgatefestival.com. The festival does need £3,000 so please do hit the donate button, which is the Indiegogo site uh, link on that website. Um, festival simply can't go ahead without the whole budget there. So, um, you know, perhaps sell your car or something. I don't know, no, but look, every ten accounts and it is a great day. Um, so let's hope that goes ahead and we look forward to your contribution. This is PC Toby March. If you do not listen to the mockery, you're nicked my old son. <laughs> okay, so the Forestgate Festival. Do you, do you enjoy the Forestgate Festival? Uh, I do. I, do. Yeah. I went last year. I'm yeah. going to try and go again this year um, and see what it's like. See what's I changed. I think it's really good actually, and I do like that it's closed off for people. You know, traffic. Yeah. Well, it was it makes Get it much more. A few more people in. It was yeah. packed last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I went with um, my other half, and we gave out flyers for the mockery. Ah, um, of course, we're nearly a year old. Yes. Yeah. You'll be having teeth soon. Yes, yeah, exactly. Does that mean more meat and the more... more it depends what you want to da- eat, Tom. Da- More daring, <laughs> daring content. So, um, what I was going to say uh, was, and I've completely forgotten what well, I was going part, to say. Well, part two of uh, that interview is going to be mm. in episode 12. Yes, yeah. Uh, just before the actual festival itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, are, you, are you likely to go to that, or would you, you, would you choose that or the mayor's show? <laughs> you really want me to answer that one? Yeah. 
Uh, I, I shall rush to the festival. Yeah. The show. yeah. Uh, not being his greatest fan. Fun for all the but, family. Uh, yes, indeed. Great. Yeah. Um, what do you, you going to, to care to share who you might be voting for? I shall probably vote Lib Dem. I am the same. The European uh, yeah. angle, get a second referendum and uh, keep us in Europe. Yeah. Uh, nothing yeah. else matters to me. be nice to see the Lib Dems as an opposition, actually, I think. Uh, well, permanently in opposition. Permanently opposition would be good. Bigger. Yeah, bigger, but um, it's going to basically be a, a left. It's going to be Labour anyway, isn't it? It always is Labour in this area. So. Yeah, pretty much. So there we go. I but, can't uh, see uh, what the alternative is here, really. Mm. Um, they're always in. Just 50 years. Do you reckon we're cut out to be political correspondents? No. No. <laughs> uh, the Laura Kunzberg of, of Forest <laughs> yeah. Gate, definitely. She can rest us. easy. She won't be but, losing uh, sleep. Yes, anyway, let's go on to part two of uh, John Walker's look back at. RMPs. Okie dokies. After the war, the Tories were back in office locally, and someone with a name of some significance certainly in Newham, a guy called Leonard Lyle, who later became the chairman of uh, Tate and Lyle, the sugar company in the south of the borough. But he was another one in the long line of one-term low-impact MPs. As a sweetener, however, he emerged as an MP later elsewhere. Well, that put a bit of sugar on the top for him. It certainly did. (laughs) So, have we had any Labour MPs? This was the end, really, of the yo-yo politics between the Tories and the Liberal Party. From now on, Labour all the way. And it's almost a century of continuous Labour representation locally. The first one, a guy called Tom Groves. Who, you might ask? He lasted 23 years. But he was then deselected by the local Labour Party because he didn't do very much. In a fit of pique, or possibly a move to get a redundancy payment from Parliament, he stood in the 1945 election as an independent, for which he got expelled from the Labour Party and was humiliated at the polls. So he came and went? Came and went, zero impact, followed by another zero impact guy, Henry Nichols. He was there five years... 1945 to 50, and as a result of boundary rearrangements, he was effectively shuffled out of his seat, and in came Arthur Lewis. Arthur Lewis represented Newham for almost 40 years, and, well, again, hardly created waves. He's the area's longest-serving member. He won 10 elections for the area, but little impact. The Labour Party locally fell out of love with him, and he reciprocated by describing it as being 100% Trotskyist in the early 1980s. He refused to hold surgeries for constituents or even to turn up to Labour Party meetings, so he got promptly deselected. Wow, that was him gone. So I think you said we had 12 MPs, we've got two more to go. Arthur was replaced in the early 80s by probably the area's most flamboyant, quick-witted, sharp-thinking, controversial, popular MP, Tony Banks. He was part of a wave of youngish, leftish MPs who came in the Labour Party and effectively pushed out some of the older stages whose time was up. Arthur, however, given his views on the Labour Party, didn't take it lying down, so he stood against Banks as an independent, and despite the fact of having been MP for 40 years, received a humiliatingly low 11% of the vote. Tony was here for 22 years, very much his own man. His two great passions were sport and animal welfare. He was a lifelong Chelsea supporter, and being selected a local Labour candidate for an area surrounded by West Ham supporters, he was asked by 
by the new recorder whether he would be switching his football allegiances to West Ham, to which he replied, In life, you can change your wife, religion and politics, but never your football team. Sticking to his guns, he could often be seen at Stamford Bridge with prominent Tories John Major and David Mellor. He did achieve his dream, however, in 1997 when Tony Blair, out of the blue, the Chelsea blue, appointed him Minister of Sport. But he was too much his own man and a bit of a loose cannon and was replaced after a couple of years and stood down from Parliament in 2005. He was soon ennobled to become Baron Banks of Stratford, but unfortunately died within a year. So yeah, obviously he needed to be replaced as well. His lordship was replaced in 2005 as the local MP by Lynn Brown who's had a considerably lower profile, certainly nationally, but has been an incredibly hard-working local MP, as many constituents will testify. I guess the odds of Lynn not getting re-elected locally are as likely as, well, according to the opinion polls at least, Jeremy Corbyn becoming Prime Minister. But no political endorsements here, as they say other candidates are available. I'm Rosamond from Burgesson Hall Wines, Forest Gate, and you're listening to The Mockery. Yay, Forest Gate. <laughs> How many police should there be on the streets? About. About 80 million. How many police should there be on the streets? Um, about 300,000. How many police should there be on the streets? Uh, over two billion. How many police should there be on the streets? 25,000. Can you answer the question? <laughs> How many police should there be on the streets? 2,000 and perhaps 250. You're one of the leaders of the supposition. Can you actually count? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no. Hello everyone. Mobishnu. Aromazbata. Topayanusundin and sa. The Mokari. Okay, well, um, what have we got next? Um, what have we got next? We've got... Um, oh, you've been in trouble with the law, haven't you? Well, I did, yeah. yeah I did an interview with uh, PC Toby March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I mentioned will be in episode 12. But we've got a little segment uh, from Toby about the sort of looking after the polling stations when uh, election day is on. Okay. So uh, here's PC Toby. We're not actually allowed in the polling station. Uh, police aren't allowed in there. Um, we can only stand outside. And then when we're outside, we can only... Yeah, we're only allowed into the polling station if we're called in by the polling officer, I think it is. It's a bit tedious if you do get put on a polling station. Nine times out of ten, what there is, is we'll have a vehicle, a couple of us, and we'll just go round every polling station on the ward individually. So, so it takes probably... 45 minutes to do all of them. I think it's about four on Forest Gate North. And we just sort of go in, make sure everything's okay, and then come out again. And there'll always be either a PCSO or PC outside just in case. But it's it's not the best work in the world, but it's got to be done. So uh, is that why they call them the police, do you reckon? Is that another of your bad jokes? Terror, terrible. It was shocking. I'll, I'll, I'll take a rest. <laughs> and another. And another. Good. 
Any news from Forest Gate? Anything that you uh, would like to... Where, where, where do you want me to begin? I don't know. The, it... the, the news never stops in no. Forest Gate, as you know. Um, We've got new tower block, go- or seven-storey block going in. Which I actually quite like. There's a mixed opinion on that. Yeah, I like it too. I think um, they've actually done it very well. Yeah. The, 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 the way it blends in with the, the old, that sounds quite... What, the old building? Yeah, the, the, you know, the... The, how they're blending in. I've tried, you know, the very well, tall somebody, buildings. Somebody said it was like... Papa's chickens, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Chicken bones all over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like as a mosaic, part, chicken bones. they've got them all stuck to the walls. I'm more interested in what's going in there. It will be a pret-a-manger, and it will be lots of expensive flats that no one else can afford. That's a big pret-a-manger. Yeah. I used to like their Thai chicken sandwich, but they don't do them anymore. problem with their sandwiches is they don't label them, so they'll label them in the shop, and you'll take them away, and then you'll... Give them to the people and go, oh, I don't know what flavours they are because they don't have the labels. You take a nibble. Yeah, it's first world problems. But uh, <laughs> um, And what's this about copper copper on the top? Is that, is that um, That's possibly. I think there might be what, a copper roof or something. Yeah. There'd be probably coppers on the roof. Coppers on the roof. Yeah. Narking. Um, narking, yeah. Also noticed there's a lot about cats on Forest Gate Life at the moment again. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm saying nothing about cats. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, me and the cat people. The ca- it's it's quite, uh, quite a lot of cat posts. Uh, my theory is that there's a lot of healthy cats that are being taken and neutered. I mean, how do you know if it's a, a stray or a healthy cat that's been, that has an owner? Well, you, you pay to take it to the vet yeah. and then checks for microchips. Right, okay. Um but I mean, some of these cats don't have collars, and that you know they do necess- they, they still have owners. So what I want to know is, how do you know if a cat is a stray? Write in and let us know, yeah. people. Feline facts at the mockery. So that's enough about cats, anyway. What yes, else has I been happening enough. in Forest Gate? Um, bucket loads from uh, mm-hmm. Forest Gate life, it would seem. Um, yeah. Your favourite. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. favourite topic. The uh, obviously the new trains are very nearly here. I think in two days' time, um, I will be. Uh, Waiting with a bated breath. Um, anything else? My breath has stopped there. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there's lots of political stuff on Forest Gate Life as mm, well. Yes, it's a very politically uh, motivated page, I think. Actually, it's not meant to be, is it? But, uh, but yeah, lo- it lots of lots of Labour supporters. Sways very left. Uh, I read UK rapper Loki is a mm-hmm. Corbyn supporter. Oh right. I thought he was a Norse god. <laughs> yes, uh, he, he is. I think so. Uh, Maybe one of the few fictional people be voting for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not real, not real. Well, that about sums up the rest of the whole episode this time, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. we're more or less done. So mm-hmm. um, thanks to our contributors, uh, John Walker from E7 Now and Then, Mary Igo from uh, the Forest Gate Festival, and uh, briefly, PC Toby March. <laughs> OK, and uh, join us next uh, month for episode 12. This is The Mockery, the Forest Gate podcast. Interviews were conducted by Gary Reed and myself, Tom Gration. Me and Tom did the links and the funny stuff. Gary also edited the whole thing together and Dan uploaded it. Mick did this bit. Tell us what you think about Forest Gate by writing or sending a short audio file to theforestgatepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Mockery. Opening and closing music was Set the Fire by Swimming Tapes. For details of other music and sound effects used, please visit themockery.com for links. Thanks to Chock Chock Creative Limited, Coffee 7 and E7 Now and Then. Check out the website e7-nowandthen.org. The views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the contributors providing them 
and do not represent the makers of The Mockery Podcast. The Mockery is a 2017 GMTD production for the Forest Gate Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Ooh, it's me, the great artist, Num Num Arrange. Welcome to my end of show. Show! It's an election special, and there's all that voting going on. I'm not even on the ballot paper, but if you like, you can vote for me on my new artist show for the talent list. The show is called Bone Idol. It's like Pop Idol for the lazy. To vote for me, just text the number. It's num num num, num 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 num. And all the money goes to me. Nom 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 nom